So you and I, you and I have done this before. Yes, we have. You and I, a few years ago, started, um, wanted to do, I I wanted to do a podcast <laughs> years ago. I was like, I want to do it. I want to do it. I want to do it. I know so many good people. I can have such great conversations with people. You and I started it. And it was Chick Chat. Yep. And it was going really good. We were like, every week we were putting it down. Tim, I think was the guy's name. We were doing it somewhere in Spotswood. Yep. We were in Spotswood. We were literally talking about anything that made us laugh. Because all I do with you is laugh. Exactly. It's pretty easy. And then once a month, we were going to have Rooster in a Hen House. Yes. With uh, our mutual friend. Yes. Our mutual friend. <laughs> becomes a topic when Ethan's around. And I'm like, Ethan, I don't even think it. about this. And then it's like, I just remember a funny thing. But yeah, then we had the three of us in the studio, which was hilarious. Oh, my God. Such oh a my big God. Fun. Yeah, so politically incorrect. <laughs> And I'm so mad that we didn't get to really keep going because then the pandemic hit. I know. And everything closed down. And here we are now, <laughs> three three years later. Yeah. I finally have you back. <laughs> I know I can't convince you to do it again, but oh my God, I wish I could do it with you every week. Because this is all you maybe, do. Maybe. Maybe. Let's I mean, see. <laughs> so you and I met because we were realtors together. And as I have said, I, I like adopted you and fell in love with you at first sight from when you walked into in the door like you were my daughter <laughs> that my actual daughter was jealous after a while because I was talking about you so much but she was like uh yeah you know what we we kind of is Carla who is this Carla person like I I really think it's time that I met Carla because we're pretty close in age right and I'm like yeah and what I said to her was which I'm allowed to say on this because I can say whatever I want <laughs> I said to her, all right, relax, Kayla. It's not like she came out of my vagina. She just, my daughter, like, deadpan just looked at me, and she's like, yeah, neither did I, Mom. <laughs> I'm like, all right, you're a C-section. Well, anyway, you know, it's not like I gave birth to her. Right. So um, that's why I'm so excited that you agreed to come on and do this because you're one of the few people I'm really, like, every side of myself with. Like, I can be serious with you, but yes. nine times out of ten – you bring out just the funny. So <laughs> before we get there, oh my God, before we get there, um, tell everybody a little bit about yourself because to me, you are the best real estate agent in New Jersey. <laughs> and I'm not blowing Dude, sunshine up your butt. Thank you. I watched you. I've watched you from day one. And, you know, <laughs> so many conversations we could have about real estate, which I swore to you I would not go into, but it's going to be really, really hard now that we're sitting here laughing and joking and you're just like, yeah, everything feels so good. But seriously, tell everybody who you work for. Okay. I work for Remax Dreams in Sayreville. And how long have you been an agent? About five years. I think I'm in year five. Yeah. And I just love it. And I've always appreciated how much, you know, you saw in me in the beginning stuff that I didn't even see. And you've constantly encouraged me. You still do. And it's a crazy business, but I love it. And I really found like what I'm supposed to be doing is what I do every day. So it's pretty exciting. Okay. So you're boring me right now because <laughs> the thing that I love about you is like, oh, I love being a real estate agent. And I love how you encourage me. <laughs> and that is just bullshit. I want to get to the real stuff, which is you are a maniacal real estate agent. You're the real estate agent that will not, nobody else does what you do. No, like, don't make it, don't make me get all this excited, Carl, and then just be like, I know. Like, that is so not you. You, okay, shall we? Shall we? I think you learned how to put in AC, like, <laughs> air conditioning yes. like the system not just in the window right like putting um, in the condensers connecting the wiring yes. up in the attic and crawl spaces <laughs> in the attic in 130 degrees yes. summer weather like because i want to know how everything works yeah when i walk into a house i want to be able to look at the floor and i want to be, be able to say it's this kind of wood i want to look at those cabinets and know who made them when they were made where their signature is on the bottom who carries them? And you literally threw yourself into real estate. Yes. You threw yourself into every single aspect <laughs> of real estate and homes. Seriously. And I do not know. One, I don't know anybody. Even the people that we hear about on the radio. Even the people whose billboards, you know, which is no disrespect to them. Because, you know, you and I both know being in the real estate 
industry, me at one time, you still in it, these people, you know, they, they gained their success rightfully. Definitely. But you, I feel like nobody <laughs> really knows that this woman is actually the best real estate agent in New Jersey. <laughs> Thank you. Because you bring Christmas trees to your clients <laughs> because they've invested every single penny literally and they can't afford a Christmas tree and Carla knocks on the door and goes, Merry Christmas. <laughs> You like attend baby showers, you get invited to everything. So like, tell me, what did you do before you were a real estate agent? So I worked in the city in Manhattan at a talent agency for 15 years representing actors and models. So right. it was the perfect training before this type of job because I kind of find we're not really selling anything. Like I open a door to a house, mm -hmm. people either like it, they feel it or they don't. Right. So it's just really about managing the expectations of the clients. What do they want and how do I get it for them? And there's no stopping me until I get it for them. I was going to say. With everything in my power, I should say. And there is where Carla's magic comes in <laughs> yes. because it's how do I get it from them? And for you, that's it's you're a problem solver. That's You actually just said that before. And right. I thought, oh, I got to remember that because it's the truth. You figure it out. You just told me that there were 45 offers on a house and you got it. Like, well, what? So that was my, uh, it's a listing that I have. Oh, that was your listing. Okay, but no. All right, right. Okay. That I have been way. in that position too, but. You told me what you got over asking. We, but, I beat out 41 offers in a freehold house fairly recently. There was that one too. But you've done that consistently. Right. It's not like. Oh, well, oh my God, I was the winning bid, you know, on the price is right. No, this is you, you do this consistently. Right. Whereas a lot of agents, they can't even get their offers looked at. Right. And there's got to be a reason for that. Right. And what is that reason, Carla? I think. And please don't be humble. Okay. <laughs> I want you to be truthful. That's because, so hard. Because I feel like when you come, you know, it's like unsilenced, unashamed, unstoppable. Oh. You are absolutely unstoppable. <laughs> and, and I love it. I love it. You know, I'm not just trying to get your business. I'm trying to, like, convey to people when you have conversations that it, it does come down to, you know, a lot of the things that you want to do, a lot of the dreams that you have really comes down to consistency and hard work. And what does that hard work look like? It's not just about the paycheck. What does it look like for Carla Kalut? <laughs> well, I think the key that's made things different for me is the way that I work with other agents. So they're no disrespect to anybody. There's some agents out there that are tough to deal with. They have mm -hmm. ego issues, personality issues. You know, no. they're doing well and they just think they're the best and whatever. But um, if you're a seller and you're looking at 45 offers on your house on a table, you know, yes, the number matters. Uh, the type of financing matters. The terms matter. But when it's an agent that I've worked with before and they know me, they might just say, look, these two offers are pretty identical. I know Carla. She's going to get it done. She's going to get us to the closing table. And I think that that has helped me. I've built really nice relationships. I try to leave every door open. I close every deal in a nice way. You know, what What if that, what if I have a problem with an agent and a week from then another client that I have wants to see their listing? They're going to be like, I don't even want to deal with her. Right, because I so don't want to deal with her. Yes. So it. It is about the offer and the buyers, but I don't think people realize there is a lot to be said about the agent that you choose to work with. And I'm gonna co I coined the phrase and I say it every time. I was waiting. Everybody loves Carla. I think I said it the second or third week that I knew you. Kills me every I think, time. I don't know. Maybe I. Maybe you came out to an open house or something with me, and it was almost like me feeling because I I was only an agent less than a year and it was like oh we'll take Carla with you I was like oh my god she wants me to take Carla she wants me to take someone new I guess I'm doing a good job and let me bring her in and let me kind of you know because I still and all of a sudden it was like uh, oh you okay, know I'm it's my listening <laughs> but no you can talk to Carla and I went back to the office and I said it I was like oh by the way she stole the show Carla. on me everybody just everybody just wanted to talk to Carla which was great, but yeah, it was, there was something about you that people were immediately drawn to. Part of that for me is, I think my 
think disconnected. <laughs> and we're good now. No, we're good now. Oh, okay. Um, part of, I forget that the camera is on. I just like mouth to Ethan. Is everything okay? <laughs> it's like Maureen, you're on camera. I, I think something that I want to share too, because you know I am modest and it is weird for me to talk about myself, but I've been having these conversations more and more and I was an athlete my whole life and I just connected with one of my coaches from college recently. They, He called me a couple days ago. He's like, I, you know, on Facebook, it's Carla sold this and Carla sold that. He goes, so I figured I'd reach out to you. So we start talking and he's like, I'm so proud of what you're accomplishing. He said, I have no doubt. He said, you always were a hustler. You know, like when, when practice would be done I'd stay there and do dribbling drills and this and that and all these crazy things so I kind of bring that energy to the job which yeah. anybody that has an athletic background I think could be very successful in real estate because we just have this goal you know see but I don't agree with you <laughs> <laughs> I disagree I again well because having a daughter who was an athlete I know that there are not awful lot of athletes that don't hustle. Right. You know? Yes, so. you have to have the passion and the drive. And I never thought I would ever love something more than basketball. It was my whole life. Like, in high school, one time I didn't come home. It was like after school, it was 8 o'clock. My mom's panicking. She's calling everybody. We didn't have cell phones or anything at the time. She shows up the gym at 8 o'clock, and I'm with the men's basketball coach. He's got these blinders <laughs> under my eyes, and I'm dribbling around cones to practice and everything. <laughs> and, like, you know what I mean? She's just like, what are you doing? And I'm like, I want to be really good at this. I love it. And where did that get you, Carla, basketball? <laughs> I mean, after, you know, after college ended, I have to, had to realize it was sort of the end there. I'm five, no, one no, and no. a quarter. Oh, my God, you're so missing the cues. We haven't seen each other in a while. <laughs> Normally, you would know exactly what I meant by that. It's It begins with hall. Oh, well, yes. Okay, I forgot that part. I'm in the Hall of Fame in my high school and college for basketball. I scored over a 1,000 in both. Like, it was, I can't even tell you, it was my whole existence. And how tall are you? Five one and a quarter. <laughs> She's five one and a quarter. So, needless to say, the WNBA wasn't knocking down my door after school. So, I'm They're like, lost. I got to get a job. They're lost. I did have an opportunity to go to uh, an audition. I should have done it just to do it, but just to I don't say know. I did it. I didn't do it. So then I just went on with my career, and like I said, it was the best training for something like this. Working with people, managing expectations, and then decided to try this and haven't looked back. And hopefully, God willing, I never have to. I love it so much. And it's a good thing that everybody loves Carla because <laughs> I can recall some really great conversations we would have when we would be talking about different clients, and you would say something that another another agent said to you or they did, and I would be like, Oh, that would be the end of it for me. Yes. I would have told her where to go, what to do, and how to get there. Yes, I'm known in like, the office yeah. to have, like, the crazy <laughs> transactions, the crazy things. I'm like, let's do it. I love the challenge. I really do. I think the only story I ever beat you with was my hoarder house. I don't oh, think you were yes. there. You weren't there I yet. Never, that, that house that was actually, before. I never got to see that. The hoarder house was <laughs> the best, but I actually handled that pretty well. Yes. Um, but you would come in with some stories from people. <laughs> And all of us, our mouths would just drop and we were like, yeah, Carla, you're just going to be that agent yes. that gets all the crazy people, all the crazy stories. Yes. And I'm sorry, in every in, in every job, in every career, there There's are crazy that people person. and crazy stories. <laughs> right. But you seem to, re like, it was like you cast a wide net <laughs> and you pull them all in. I don't discriminate like, in any way. Don't let it rub off on us. Like, you know, congratulate her, but don't shake her hand because, like. It might rub off on you. I love the challenge. I love the problem solving and just feel very blessed and lucky every day. I also think it's because with you, genuinely what you see is what you get. I, please, don't, this is going to sound so wrong. Don't take this the wrong way, but you're going to know what I mean. Carla will show up at your house <laughs> in uh, motorcycle boots, <laughs> ripped jeans, T-shirt. But the T-shirt says Remax Dreams on it. <laughs> yeah, there's always and, real estate somehow. Yeah, there's real estate or something on it. And she'll just like, you know, shake your hand. <laughs> and she's got this huge smile on your face, on her face. And it's like, this is who I am. I cannot imagine you in a suit. Right. In a skirt. A dress. No. <laughs> it's like you have this idea of how you should look in different professions. And college is kind of, <laughs> nope. 
this is who I am. I'm not going to pretend. Unlike some people who even, what is that called when you take a picture and it's... Like the headshot? Yeah. What? And you, well, oh my God, see my age. <laughs> it's my age. <laughs> I can't remember the word. You take a picture. When you make yourself look younger than you're supposed to. Oh, oh, yeah. Like all the... Um... Filter, thank yes, you. Yes, okay. See, I need Ethan. Yes. Here. Ethan's 19. He's got the 19 year old brain. He knows it's all that cool brain. stuff. <laughs> Should I get you like a spit bowl for your drool? No, that's okay, Ethan. Thank you. <laughs> well, that's one of the most hysterical things in real estate. People have their card. They get, you know, you meet your agent, they get out of the card and it's car, and it's like, is this you? It's like 20 years old. So I did just recently up mine. I didn't think I looked that different from my other one. It was you about don't. five years old, and everybody's like, "You got to change this." I'm like, "Okay." So but you now. didn't look. It's no, more but even me your now. Older ones didn't. The only difference was that your hair is lighter now. Hair but and the glasses. The same. <laughs> Considering what we have yes. seen, you know, and some of those people we like, it's not yes. personal, but it's like, honey, it's like. <laughs> They don't even recognize you when you get out of the car. Listen, we're all women. We like to look good. Yes. Although you and I have no time for yes. fussing and hair. Tom even coming for here, life. I told you. <laughs> you called me and I was like, I'm trying. I, just, I decided at the last minute, I'm going to try to put on like the eyelashes, but like the individual ones. I was like, what are you doing? I'm like, I just like want my eyes to pop. So when I see myself. I, I, gave, I gave you a huge E for effort, though. And then you had to go back. But then I got in the car and I'm talking to you and I'm like, you're like, what are you doing? I'm like, I think I'm ripping on the eyelashes. My eyes are you, stuck together. You said, why? And I said, because like it's, it's an individual like lash thing. And I stuck it under my eyelid. And I looked in the mirror and I'm like, what is this blob on my eye? And then I realized it was the lash. And then I pulls it out and I'm like, oh, I got to go back in the house and I got to fill it in with mascara. Like, Please take I, that off. You and I are hysterical laughing. We're like, we're just not those girls. No, I don't we know how they do it. I love to look pretty and stuff like that. I yes. just don't have the time right yes. now. Yes, the energy. It's the energy. I don't have the time. I we got to both make it this. super famous and then we'll have people. They'll do our makeup. They'll do our hair. It'll be perfect. I don't even know if I would want people to do <laughs> you that. You know what? You're right. Like, Can you do this in five minutes or less? Because I need to get out of the house. Like, I only want to look makeup on so people don't think I'm a dude. That's it. I don't want the only thing about me to be my breasts. It's like, oh, she has boobs. That's a woman. I want men to be able to look at my face and go, no, that's not a dude. Oh, that's a female. Okay. <laughs> We're so, we're so off track right now. I have a, I have a veteran org organization event coming up in Thank October. You. I'm already dreading that I have to wear a dress. I'm, like, <laughs> I'm stressing about it already. I have three months. I'm like, oh my god, because I just you know like I have to like and, you said oh my that god, I'm me. You are taking pictures because I don't think I've ever. Oh seen yeah, no. There, this will be photographed. This will be documented. I'm trying to think like we've gone to baby showers and we've gone to like parties together. Pants. I've never seen you in a dress. I know. You've seen me in a dress, but I've oh, yeah. seen it. Oh, I got to see it. Yes, definitely. But like you said, that I'm very real. Like, I just have to be comfortable. If I'm doing something that doesn't make me comfortable, then I'm not me and just doesn't feel right. <laughs> no, it's true. But, but that, in no October, I will, woman. I promise. There's no mistake in you're a girl. <laughs> me with no makeup at my age, it's like... All right, so I look like a girl all the time? Okay, good. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't sure. So you were going into the event. Is it Rolling Thunder? Because that is, so, is it Rolling Thunder or is it it's a It's a gala that we found out about that they do it every year. And, of course, I'm blanking on the name if I had my phone. It's the first time I'm going. But it's a huge gala they do every year, raise money for veterans. They um, have the helicopter outside that the veterans, like a really big deal. And we found out about it through Rolling Thunder. Mm -hmm. Um and I invited some of my Rotary members and stuff like that, so I'm super excited. So now, are you... Okay, so we've got to backtrack. Okay. You are a member of Rolling Thunder. Yes. And Rolling Thunder... Rolling Thunder is actually a motorcycle group. I don't have a motorcycle, and you don't have to have one to be part of the group, but generally they're... Something else. <laughs> I know, we have to do this, we too. Both, we both belong to motorcycle clubs, and neither one of us owns a motorcycle. Right, maybe Although one day. I'm getting day. close. I'm getting my license next month. I know. I'm I should do it, do too, it. but I, I enjoy my job, and I want to be here for a long time, so <laughs> maybe I shouldn't get a bike, but we'll deal with that at some point. I'm going to do the three-wheeler. I don't care, and if yes. you make fun of me, I'm going to go, look, I'm almost 60. It's the best. <laughs> 
And the Can-Am is the best. It really is. They were fun. I saw a couple of really nice ones. Although I'm going to learn on a two-wheeler. Like, yes. We sound like we're talking about bicycles, which is a lot safer <laughs> for me. <laughs> I don't know about Yes, you. you have to take the test with the two-wheeler, so you got to be good on that. My biggest fear, because I'm so tall, is that I'm going to get a, a two-wheeler that's too small, and I'm going to look like Pee Wee Herman yes. on a motorcycle. I have the opposite problem. Like, is there a bike that's small enough for me? <laughs> Wait, Ethan is trying to tell it's, me. It's two tests. What are two oh. tests? In New Jersey, it's a three-wheel BRC, and then there's a two-wheel motorcycle. Well, yeah, no, I'm, the place that I'm going to, I think it's an English town. Okay. They have all the different bikes that are there, and it's a six-hour course. So they're, like, literally going to, but I want to be able to walk into my next meeting and be like, I at least have the piece of paper. Right, that yeah, closer. show that you're making the effort. One of the guys <laughs> in the club just got a new bike, and he's like, Oh, I almost gave my road name. I'm not allowed to do that because <laughs> yes. it's the one that I support. He was like, I'm going to give you my bike. I'm going to let you, I'm going to let you practice on it. I said, that's great. Are you going to be there when I'm practicing? <laughs> He's like, yeah. I'm like, you're going to suit up, right? You're going to like completely foam up and everything. Yeah, like, I have no idea. Are you sure you want to do this? I mean, I know how to drive a stick shift, but I don't know how that translates into a motorcycle. I could, I could be the one who like hits the wrong thing and just. Oh, boom, I know, I know. Right, up, right through Sayreville, the town I live, I'll, just not stopping, just being like, get out. I'll of my get way. there one day, but I, I'm not ready for that now. But you have to do it. You're younger than me. If I'm doing it, you have to. do yeah. it. Yeah, but Rolling Thunder is just it's and then we could a ride special. Together yes, definitely, and laugh again. <laughs> Um, special organization. We're literally there to help veterans. Like on Sunday, um, we were able to work out a time to go to one of the assisted living, uh, facilities and we got to feed veterans and we hung out with their spouses and one of the guys was dancing with the ladies and it's just what we do and we just love doing it. So, yeah. And you said that lady used to ride. Yes. That's why she was so excited. It was really cool. Yeah. Really special day. I'll never forget. And I'm also part of r the Rotary Old Bridge Sayerville Club. Did you bring your t-shirts? I did. Oh my gosh. Because <laughs> you're not just a member of the Rotary Club. I'm the president. <laughs> And it's so. I'm not just a member of the Hat Club for Men. I'm the president. It's so crazy. They all address me as Madam President. Like it's just a crazy thing. But same, same goal, same mission. We are there to help veterans. So, in my spare time, which there isn't too much, I love doing things with these organizations too. Why are veterans so close to your heart? Everybody always asks. Like they always think that I served. Like that on Veterans Day, they write me like, "Thank you for your service." I'm like, "No, I never, <laughs> never served." <laughs> They just assume because I'm so passionate about it. I've had family members that have served. I have current family members that are serving, but I'm just so grateful. Like, what we have is because of them. We have our freedoms. I think this is the best country in the world. And, the like, the Vietnam vet thing, even though I wasn't around for that, I've heard the stories, and it just breaks my heart breaks to think heart. when they came home that— there People wasn't a them. parade for People them. Hated them. Like it just doesn't leave me, and I don't know why it's so close, really, to be honest. But it's a, a huge passion of mine, and just want to give back to them in any way I can. I think it's because you're gen you're genuine, you're authentic, and I think you everything that you do, you lead with your heart. Everything that matters to you um, has to do. With helping people and helping animals. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Okay, so this was the... Oh, my God, I so forgot about this. This is so cool. Oh, God, what are you going to so say So you now? first start real estate. You know, we both realized that... I'm, I'm just going to put it out there because it's funny. If you don't have $15,000 in the bank the first yes. year you're a real estate agent, you are below the poverty line. You're yes. not even poverty. You, you're it's so below poverty run. that... Welfare would probably inundate you yes. with food stamps. They would feel so sorry for you for what we made. I think the first year I was in real estate, I made six hundred dollars. Like, I'm come on. <laughs> I mean, it was like only six months, like the first right. year. But yeah, it was, no, it's six hundred dollars. I went to my my. <laughs> I went to the I went to the uh, which call it the accountant, and he just kind of looked at it, and I was like, I know it's really sad, but I'm going to do great. <laughs> He's I like, worked okay. really hard. I had invested five thousand, five thousand dollars, but yes. I only gotten like six thousand, uh, six hundred. You're back. like, is there anything we could write off on this? Anything? Like, uh, not this at this part. time. Just, just a little, a little piece of information for anyone getting into real estate. <laughs> yes, becoming an agent is a business. It is your business. 
So have a year and a yes. half's worth of, of living expenses in the bank, or you're going to be very poor, and you're going to find out that it's not really that cheap to have your shoes sold. <laughs> yes, like you it's are your own expense. boss, you're your own assistant, you are everything. You're a one-stop shop unless you join a team or something like that. So have to have some money saved up. That was a big change for me, too, coming from the corporate world. I yes. was used to my steady paycheck. Me and too. In this job, you don't get paid until you close, whether it's a rental or a sale. So even if something starts today, I won't see that money for, it could be months, depending on what happens. Depending on how how hard that deal is. That was a wake-up call, so I'm like, I got to do some other things in the meantime. (laughs) And what, oh my gosh, what did, well, first of all, what did you do? What didn't I do? (laughs) But what did you do? It was (laughs) just... So I love animals. That's another passion of mine. I have four dogs. <laughs> and um, I started, somebody connected me with a, a dog walker. I started doing that. So I'm walking dogs. Then I had a client at the time who was a handyman. And so I, I was married. I got divorced. I was married to a union iron worker, and he was a master carpenter. Yeah. So I always appreciated his talent, what he did, but he didn't really teach me much. Probably some of that is my fault. <laughs> Um, but you know I always really, wanted really <laughs> listen to their husband when they yeah, come home. Yeah, you know what? You're so, right. And he didn't like, want to listen to me either, I guess. Your, how was your day, dear? And then they talk for the next three hours. And like at a certain point, yeah. your eyes glaze over. But you're like, He's oh, like, I'm just okay. going to go out in the garage. Goodbye. <laughs> so I had said to this client that was Andy, man. I'm like, look, if you need an extra set of hands on anything, like, I'd love to learn. You know, the more I learn about these things, the better real estate agent I'll be. And but I need I, to make some money. <laughs> I, I know that I can't give everybody the visual, but you are literally a real estate agent in an actual real estate office where people are like trying to dress professionally, <laughs> trying to act professionally. And here you come in like with the bandana on your head and your work boots and a work belt. My little like, Tims. <laughs> I'm going to learn. How to put in air conditioning systems and we're like, what? It was so crazy, but an experience I'll never forget and I'm forever grateful for. So I tell him, you know, if there's anything you need. So he's like, yeah, he's like, I'm putting in these steps this weekend if you want to come. So here I am like outside with the thing, you know, I forget what it's called, like a drill and I'm drilling the cement off of these rocks. And then literally meant (laughs) if if you want to help me. I'll, you you can do anything, and and he gave you everything and anything to do. It was crazy. We did floors. I did painting. We did house cleanouts. Then he also does HVAC installs, like air conditioning oh, and heating. Was the best, yeah. Yes. So he had a guy that was working with him, and the guy wasn't available. So he calls me one day. He's like, "You want to learn how to put in, <laughs> put in HVAC systems?" I'm like, "All right." <laughs> So started doing that. That was in the beginning of the pandemic. I lost 27 pounds <laughs> because we were going up in the attic, yeah. down in these crawl spaces. You know, I was like the person to run and get his tools and this and that. So I'm up and down, up and down, up and down. But I really learned. Like now when I see a house, I'm like, all right, that condenser. You know, I, there's certain things I can't really advise on, but I could see. But there's a lot Okay, you got you some know. years left yeah. in this one or whatever. Totally invaluable, and I was able to put some money in my pocket with the dog walking in that while I was building the real estate career. <laughs> so we, we nicknamed you Carla the Contractor? Carla the Contractor, Carla the Jackie contractor. of all trees. Jackie, well, yes. <laughs> you were the dog walker, but then dog walk, walking also went into bunny sitting <laughs> and cat sitting, yes. and I have a parrot that needs to be fed. It was like, oh, my God. The only thing I said no to was uh, like, snakes. Been sure now. <laughs> snakes and tarantulas is where I drew the line. I'm like, anything else, I'll do. You would send me these pictures like, look at what I'm sitting for today. And I'm like, this is why you couldn't go out to dinner? Because you have to keep the bunny company? It was the greatest. Like, I would stay at these people's homes. They trusted me. I'm hanging out with their dogs, watching Netflix. And it felt even crazy to get paid for it because I enjoyed it so much. But But it was kind of nice because a few times you'd invite me over. Yeah. Oh, we have a different... We have a different house to hang out in today. It's crazy. <laughs> it's another pit bull coming for me, but yeah. <laughs> just, I don't know. I've just been on this crazy journey. I trusted it, and it's just great. But in line <laughs> to really what we were supposed to really talk about today. <laughs> what are we supposed to be talking about? I have about? no idea anymore, but it's, 
that's this is what I love about having a conversation. It can go anywhere. But in line to what I, you know, what we originally started talking about, you have excelled at every single thing that you've done because even if you were doing three different things at once, every single one of them you gave 100% to. It's not like you said, well, 33% here, 33% here, 33% here, like I would do. <laughs> no. <laughs> It is hard, you well, know. What's 100%? I'm doing three things. Okay, so 33, 33. I like this one. I'll give it 34. <laughs> it is, And that's my inner struggle. If I'm doing something, I have to be able to give my all. So in my two other organizations, they both recently approached me about positions. And I'm like, I need to know what this entails exactly. Because if I say yes... It, that means I'm all in, and yeah. I, there's only 24 hours in a day. I wish there was more, but there's not. I'm like, I'm in my own business. I do, you know, luckily my brother recently got his license, and we're working together. But, you know, everything is really on me. So, mm -hmm. And I do have to make some time for personal life and stuff like that. So. Oh, you have a personal life. <laughs> Not really, no, but I need to. It took me six months <laughs> just to agree to have you come in here. I'm so busy. I'm I like, know. you're not busy. You just don't want to come in. No, I really do. I'm I just, so busy. I love to be counted on. Like, you know, my tag is you can count on Carla. I take it serious. I mean it. And that's just how I go about things. <laughs> you go. That's how you go about everything. There right. isn't one thing that you do not put your whole heart and soul in. Right. And, you know, um, with Kayla being in the Army, I love that you love vets. Yes. I love that that is a big part of your heart and soul because you're so genuine about it. And you're so young. Like, you really make me ashamed of myself. <laughs> <laughs> do I make you second guess, like, everything in life? <laughs> everything in my life that I've tried to do. Even, even my, I'm little, doing everything my wrong. little guy line here <laughs> that I can still see and is annoying me. <laughs> I'm like, why did I sit on this side again? <laughs> hey, you made me switch. <laughs> but no, it just, um, especially in this day and age where people like me can't imagine having to have, having too many hot side hustles. You, I literally watched you like jump in and just whatever you had to do to make that business goal. And by the way, because you were so willing to do so many things, that's how you met a lot of your clients True. because they were like, wait a minute, who is this girl? <laughs> what? It, oh, you, you know do what? Moving? I have a couple like, of, what? I have a couple. <laughs> yes. She does moving. It was like, do you know somebody who does this? You know what? I'll just get a lawnmower. I'll borrow a lawnmower. I'll go over there. I'll mow their lawn. If people didn't have their houses ready or you were like, there's no curb appeal. You know what? I'm going to fix the fence. <laughs> I'm out there raking for hours. And I'm, no, I like, know. I'm serious. You're out there with a snowblower. Like, oh, people are going to fall. They're going to... Other realtors would have been like, look, if yeah. they're not going to do it. It's not my problem. Yeah, get it ready or, you know, I'm out. <laughs> or I'm not going to be able to sell this house. Carla was like, oh, no, we're selling this house. <laughs> what? you just... and, and, you know, like I said, we didn't come on to, you know, get you thousands of clients. But if you don't get thousands of clients, <laughs> because, you know, millions are listening to me right now. Yes, I know. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> but, um, yeah. There's, um, you, I was raised with a mom who had a really strong work ethic. I have a daughter who has a really strong work ethic. It skipped a generation. <laughs> Something went wrong somewhere. Something went wrong because I somehow, I wanted to be the one who had four kids and just was home <laughs> raising them. I mean, that was, you know, and then once I raised them, I could start my little side business. <laughs> right. Um, that didn't really, that went south. That went left really fast. <laughs> But it's definitely in my blood, too. You, like my dad was an athlete. Yeah. He had an opportunity for a full ride for basketball in college. Yeah. And he decided to stay behind to be with my mom. They just celebrated 50 year wedding anniversary, which is Unheard just of. so cool. Uh, my aunt worked in the city for many years. My dad, when he got his job, he started at the bottom, worked his way all the way up to. So this is definitely part of my bloodstream, I think, too. It is part but. of your bloodstream. But using myself as an example, it doesn't mean that it doesn't mean that it <laughs> drives you. And I'm not I'm really not like I'm not trying to put myself down. I'm just trying to say I was more of a dreamer. I was like. You know, my family was, you work for the city, you get a city job. Growing up in Brooklyn, you get a city job, city benefits, city pay, everything. And at 65, you retire. 
And then hopefully after you get your gold watch, you get another good 10 years in. Where yes, you can... like steady. And right. I can remember like being 21 and going, wait a minute, I have to wait I want 44 years <laughs> before I can have a little bit of fun in my life. Right. Uh, and I didn't raise Kayla that way. Right. You know, I raised her like, find what you love to do. Your 20s aren't for getting married and having babies. Your 20s are to figure out your life. That's my opinion. And as your mother, I'm going to impart that on you. <laughs> and figure out what makes you happy and, you know, do it for the rest of your life. So it doesn't always, it's not, it's in your blood. I understand that. But like I said, I watched all the women in my family work their butts off. And... It, it made me think differently. Like, uh, it's got to be a, a, an easier way. At 59, I realized there isn't. <laughs> and now that all the girls I went to Catholic high school with are getting ready to retire and they're off in Europe. And I'm like, what am I going to do? What am maybe, I going to do when I grow maybe up? Maybe I'll be a school bus driver. <laughs> My mom's side is the dreamer side. So I do have some of that too, which makes me, you know, think about goals and things I want to achieve. But my dad's side... I You're, think I got you, more of my dad's yeah. side. <laughs> you, like, seriously in the dictionary next to work ethic? <laughs> I know those are two words. But I don't know. Are both words in the dictionary? I don't know. But work, if work ethic is actually in the dictionary, <laughs> your name, your face would be near it. Because, you know, it's, I've never seen it. <laughs> I'm serious. I've never seen somebody... I'm 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 sitting here stumbling a little bit because my brother Chris, my brother Chris has an amazing work ethic. Like I look at him and I'm like, dude, you're gonna die young. Like, does he love he what he does? Loves what he does. It's that is the secret sauce. It Everybody always asks me, sauce. how are you doing this? What are you doing? How are you doing? I think number one is you have to absolutely love what you do. I know there's the cheesy sayings, but no, but seriously, it's true. You'll never work a day in your life if you love what you do, and that's how it feels. Like when I get to the closing table, I'm like. I get paid to do this. This is, is so great, cool. Look, and I do want to say this. When I was a real estate agent, I loved being a real estate agent. Yes. It taught me so much. It taught me because, you know, I joined um, I joined different groups. What is it with my memory today? <laughs> like, want... the, like networking groups and now, stuff like gonna, that? I actually just went, I used to call myself the net, networking yes. group because all of a sudden I went from not really wanting to talk and I know that's really hard to believe now that you know me. Wait, what? Wait a second. Don't you get up in front of hundreds of people and speak it by you? By the way, yes, I do. You can hire me now. <laughs> I can't. But real estate taught me how to introduce myself, taught me how to uh, be confident. Even when I wasn't quite sure about what I was saying, it taught me it was okay to say, you know what, I'm not sure. Let me get back to you about that. Instead of panicking and thinking I had to pretend I knew the answer. Right. Because everything that we did fell back on, you know, we were representing a certain agency and a person. And anything that we did wrong would fall back on that person. And for me, it's like, look, I can screw up my life. I can get in trouble for myself. I don't want to do that for somebody else. Right. So it taught me a lot about, you know, being being honest. Yes. You know, there were, and I, I don't want to say it, but they really, there, there are, like in anything in life, there are some people out there who just not, are not honest. Right. And they have the hustle, but they don't have the honesty. They don't have the authentic, authenticity. You literally have everything. And anybody who thinks it's easy to be a real estate agent, oh my God, no. I jumped out of real estate as the pandemic hit, as I had people who were coming to work with me that I was actually like, who are these people? I don't know who they are. I, I was getting them and the market was turning so crazy that I think you were the first one that I told where I said, look, I'm jumping out. And you were like, what are you talking about? Like, you know, houses are flying off the market. And I said to you, I just know myself. This isn't my market. I'm not going to succeed in this market. And real estate taught me to know myself. Yes. Real Being a real estate agent actually gave me the confidence to say, this is not my market. If I stay in this market, I'm either going to fail miserably. <laughs> Seriously, I'm going to fail miserably because I'm going to feel bad about whatever it was that you and I talked about. <clears throat> or I'm going to have to become someone 
or I think I'm going to have to become someone I'm not, which you proved wrong. But the market scared me so bad that I thought, no, like I just figured out how to be authentic. Yeah. I think this market could change me and and, and I don't want to lose what I've gained. I respect you for it so much. I mean, it's it's a and crazy I never time. regret. Yeah, <laughs> never no. Regret any, when we catch up, we're like, okay. I was like, <laughs> okay, I made the right decision. Or if you ever I've have had, that moment where I've you're like, should jobs I get back then. in? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I'm thinking about maybe get back. I'll share a story or two, and you're like, no, okay, I'm and I'm on twice, the right path. Twice I said to you, you know what? I think I'm going to jump back in, and that's exactly <laughs> what we did. And you were like, oh, that's great. Let me tell you about my last deal. And you're like, la 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 la, and then a couple hours and later, this there's happened. a text. It's like, yeah, I don't think I don't. Think, I think I'm going to go apply at Sam's. <laughs> Yeah, I really just need benefits. Right. <laughs> At this point in my life, I just need benefits. I'm going to go to Sam's. I'm going to work there for a little while. I'm going to study for my CDL because, you know, maybe I'll be a bus driver. <laughs> if, if, if you're a real estate agent and you really care about what you do, it is a very weird time to do this because as an agent representing a seller, it's our job to get them the most money. Mm-hmm. As an agent representing the buyer, it's our job to get them the house that they want and hopefully for the least amount of money. And when... <laughs> You know, we're telling them this ha- the house next door went for 150000 over asking. You know, like, it just does put us, I could see you being uncomfortable in that position because you are authentic, too. No, and it's I not just that I love it, but I don't want to have a heart attack. Right. <laughs> <laughs> like, I guess that's a driving force, too. But, um, you know, I don't love when my clients overpay and things like that, but everything's circumstantial. I have clients that are in you know, emergency situations, their kids are having issues at school, things like that. They have to buy. So Mm -hmm. they have no choice. So my clients that are maybe like, ah, maybe I want to buy, but I still have this rental, you know, everything's circumstantial. So I just try and handle everything as honest and open as I can. (laughs) Okay. So I'm going to ask you a really tough question, a serious question. (laughs) Okay. So we can't giggle through this one. All right. Um, So for all the people that have been buying over the last few years, what do you see, how do you see them feeling in five years if they have to resell? Do you think that they will be able to make a profit? Or do you think it's possible it can kind of ricochet back and hit them in the head? That's That's been my thought process with this. Like, are they going to regret this in five years from now? Are they going to say, oh... Carla should have never let us buy this house, or mm-hmm. you know whatever thoughts they have. Um, it's pretty crazy though. The values, as you know, as we could see, have stayed, and as a matter of fact, they keep going up. Mm-hmm. Like I have a, a client that came to me recently. They bought a couple months ago for well over asking, and they just told me they need to sell. They we're going to do the snowbird thing. And it turns out the whole family just wants to be in Florida all the time. So okay. now they're like, we have a house in New Jersey. We don't really need, why are we paying for this? So I'm curious to see how that goes. If okay, I can so get them gonna, okay. what they spent or more, you know, then I know, I mean, it can't stay like this forever. We all know that. So I don't have a crystal ball. If I did, I'd be a billionaire, but mm. you know, we have to see where this goes. But I think the key that some people aren't realizing either is my clients that maybe closed with me two years ago they close with an interest rate of like 2.75, like rates that we don't even think are going to exist ever again. They'll definitely get better at some point, but just not that low. So now, even if they're having that thought to leave, if they go to sell that house now, they're going to buy a new house down the street at an 8% mortgage rate. So I'm not seeing the regret now, Mm -hmm. but it it is always something that I think about. Like, I hope they're, you know... Or some of them just were so desperate to get out of their situations, maybe they're unhappy, and and that's and part of relative. our inventory it's problem, It's all relative too. to where you are in your life. Yeah. You know, but so. that's part of the key with the inventory problem now. There's sellers that are sitting around that want to sell but won't because of the interest rate. If, if they left the state or if they downsize, that's the only move right now that seems to be, like, financially ben- beneficial right. from what I see. Right. I wanted to ask you one more question because we started to talk about this when we when we had a podcast or we're putting down a podcast and we just could never get past it. So, um, how do you feel about Trump? <laughs> no, we are not. <laughs> we are not doing this right now. <laughs> that worked out exactly how it should. 
I don't discuss <laughs> politics because I don't think it's right. Either somebody's going to be happy or somebody's going to be offended, so I don't talk about it. That was just because, you know, when we did it, it was right at, yes. oh my God, we used to have some really fun At the crazy time. And both of us admitted that we, we never tell people who we support. You yes. don't talk about religion. You don't talk about politics. But I will say I have such respect for people that do. Like, I have a... House closing in a couple weeks, we get there for the inspection, and right across the street, they have, like, the, you know, F Joe Biden and the big flags and the, the pictures and stuff. And I was laughing, and the current owner was like, you know, oh, why? Where do you stand? I said, no, just either way, whatever side you're on, I love the people that have, like, the guts to just put it out there. This is what I feel. I don't care what you think. But I don't think it's the right move in business. Those people scare me. <laughs> I know. A I'm little like, scared, but I'm a little, like, you know, impressed. Yeah, and I could agree with your <laughs> yeah. sign. You know, nobody will ever know. Maybe right. I don't agree with your sign. But I could agree with that. Right. Joe but Biden. Like, but you know, like, their sign outside me. is not going to change people. But they have, you know, they want to tell people what they believe in. I'm still that old school. Old school. No religion, no politics. Yes, exactly. If I don't know those things about you, then I'm good. I'm, probably I could do religion. Religion, I don't I'm kind Yeah. Of, well, no, maybe not. There's something the to do The politics have taken about. over, like, the heightenedness than the religion, right? Like, everybody's talking politics now. People are talking religion less. But that's why. Well, they're why... talking about religion, and now, and now they're talking about a Jason Aldean song. <laughs> have you heard that song? Oh, my. Yes. Yeah, so, well, I listened to it because of everything that's Is going on. Is it me? But I don't think there's anything wrong with the song. Yeah, I, I didn't really pick up with what's going on there. I didn't pick up on, on anything, there. and I'm like, you know, they, they're just people have agendas. Yes. People have agendas, and once they get that once they get that sound bite and they can push it forward, they can shove it down your throat. Because I can be, I, I appreciate all types of music that does include rap. Um, <clears throat> listen, I think it was 1979, like the first <laughs> official rap song was, you know, Rapper's Delight. Okay. Is that what it was called? See, my memory. <laughs> we used to be on a street corner, 50 of us hanging out in Bensonhurst, Brooklyn, and that when we had the boom boxes and that song would come on, we'd all be smoking our cigarettes and we would be singing that song at the And top the old of our Italians lungs. are like, what and the is old this Italians crap? Who were like, Frank Sinatra, that's what we listen to. We were like a hip hop, the hippie, the hippie to the hip hip hop, you don't stop rocking. Like, no, nah, that's not what we, So my point is. That's when the neighborhoods change. <laughs> it, it, but my point is, like, I appreciate all types of music. Yes, me too. I do not appreciate some of the music, whether it's rock, whether it's um, uh, rap, what whatever it is that is just clearly either um, disgusting, disrespectful to anybody. And I know the lyrics to some certain songs that I'm like, so we we literally watch teenage kids sing this music. Oh, like TikTok? Forget about it. And Jason Aldean is... is, <laughs> is is offending the country right now. I And I it went to number one. So like even when they have their agenda, it's you know what I mean? It's and maybe just... it's because I'm not from a small town. So <laughs> right. maybe maybe, you know, try that in a small town. I mean, I don't know. Is that a buzzword that I'm not really aware of because I grew up in the city? It maybe there's now. a meaning behind that. But um yeah, you know. Those are the things we would have been talking about if we had, oh, my God. We could have a three-hour conversation. Just definitely. Oh, my God, definitely. Oh, my God. Thank you so much for doing this with me. I know you were terrified. I don't know what you thought I was going to do to you, <clears throat> what I was going to say to you. But now this Thank makes me miss me. doing this with you even more. Maybe we could do it again Because Chick Chack would have been a thing. We already would have been very famous. Yes. We would have been ahead of the curve because nobody was doing podcasts back then. I wouldn't have to be doing HVAC installs. I wouldn't have to be walking you dogs. You wouldn't have to be doing that. You and our rooster in the hen house would have been making money yeah. just because I came up with this crazy idea about doing a podcast that nobody had ever heard of before. I'd still be doing real estate, though. Even you if I make it big, I'd still be doing real estate. You would. I <laughs> I would not be studying for my CZL to do, be a bus driver. <laughs> exactly. You know, that kind of does come back to me a little bit. By the way, we both took the real estate license. You're actually a broker, too. Yes, just got that. I can tell you that the hardest test I ever thought I would study for was a real estate license. When you are vehicularly impaired <laughs> the way that I am, meaning I don't even know how to put oil in my car. <laughs> 
And I'm not, I'm not a girly girl. I'm not a prissy. I'm not a diva. But when I was married, there were distinct things that my husband did. He took care of the car. He took out that damn garbage. He did the lawn and he killed the bugs. That's it. That's yeah. your job, dude. I'll change the diapers. We cook, and he barbecued. Like there were clear cut, you know. And and I have, I still have a little bit of that mentality. But of course, that put me behind the eight ball because I have, I don't know how to change a tire. I don't think God, my daughter knows how to do all these things. <laughs> She's so just now, an exception. <laughs> now I say, you know, maybe I'll get my CDL. I can have summers off. I can do this, and I find out it's a three part test. <laughs> Well, we just found that out today. It's a three-part <laughs> test, and I have to pass the part about tractor trailer. <laughs> how many wheels? Can't imagine you driving one of those. A, how many wheels does a tractor trailer have? Fourteen, <laughs> and then someone goes, Maureen, they're called eighteen wheels for a reason. <laughs> oh my and I'm like, god! I'm just joking. I know it has eighteen wheels. Did I know it had eighteen? Probably not. No, I did. I kind of. Did. But I don't know anything about an axle. I don't know what a pivot arm I is. I know these words. Don't ask me what they are. I know. And I keep taking these practice tests, and I'm like, I can't even go in there to try this because they're going to laugh me. They're going to like. There's going to be a buzzer that goes off and goes. This one should never have a CDL. I can't imagine you driving one. So had we had stayed on our pot our podcast uh, journey before everybody else did it, yeah. Yes. But sadly, that is not the case. But you were still killing it in real estate. <laughs> Thank you're you. killing it in life and <laughs> I'm living I, my best life right now there are not many things that I make assumptions about um on a first glance there isn't and you know but you know when I do I'm pretty right yes but we won't talk about those things <laughs> um but when it came to you I was right on the money <laughs> I take no credit for it the thing that it makes me that makes me happy is that I could see such goodness in you and that I've really never met someone as genuine as you. <laughs> Thank you. My daughter's going to be mad at me. <laughs> oh, yeah. Why? Please. I'm like, not genuine. Fix this. Why? I don't want to fight with her. Captain in the Army isn't enough. <laughs> you still got to talk about Carla. <laughs> but seriously, I, I love you so much. I adore you. I think the whole world should know about you. And everybody would absolutely love Carla. I'm right. All of your fans. I don't know how many followers you have. <laughs> But Thank you. I love you and adore you too. Might actually, listen to me. I'm going to make sure they, know <laughs> they see if they have. They'll remember. Count on Carla. <laughs> Thank you so much for coming on. Thank this you was so much fun. Thank you. Thank you. Love you. Right, love you too, babe. <laughs>